Hi, beautiful friends, and welcome back to Faith Field Woman. This is your host, Kristen. Today, I want to get into the idea of solitude. I just want to take a minute and tell you about something I have going on real quick. For any of my listeners that sign up to my email list, next week, I'm going to be picking a few lucky people to get a few of my favorite Christian inspirational books, uh, and I will be picking the winners next Friday. So all you have to do is go to faithfieldwoman.com and you can sign up for my email newsletter that comes every week. You can either sign up at the top of my website or you can sign up underneath where it says get encouraged, but sign up and I'll be mailing uh, a book to several winners next week. Also, if you do not live in the United States, I can send you, if you're the winner, um, e-version of the book instead of actually being able to ship the book. So I would love it if you go sign up for my email list and then see if you are a winner next week. And why today, now more than ever, do we need to find the space for solitude in our lives and why it's so important in our spiritual life. So that's what we're going to dig into today. Welcome to Faith Field Woman, a podcast designed for Christian women eager to deepen their faith and shine God's light in every aspect of their lives. Each week, we'll delve into practical strategies, inspiring stories, and biblical wisdom to equip you with the tools you need to navigate life's challenges and grow deeper in your faith. From finding calm in the chaos, forming deep Christian friendships, to everyday ways to connect with God, we'll cover it all. Hi, I'm your host, Kristen. I'm an encourager, a faith-led entrepreneur, a mom, and a wife. Let's be encouraged in our everyday lives as we let our faith guide us, fuel us, and fill us with God's incredible peace, wisdom, and joy in our lives. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Today, we're going to talk about why we need space and time for quiet and for solitude in our lives. And this example of showing us this need goes all the way back to the Bible. Definitely in the New Testament, uh, Jesus is often um, seen or uh, we're told that he went into the wilderness. He went, you know, to be alone He went to um, basically pray and be with God to hear God. So this is something so important. And especially today where we are constantly bombarded by messages, by noise, by sound, by busy, you know, busyness and crowds. So we are constantly bombarded with the opposite of quiet and solitude. We are literally being um, bombarded by noise all the time. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but sound is actually another type of stressor. If there's, if you have too much sound or too much, or I mean, too frequently, it actually is a form of stress for some people. So think about it. We're sitting at our computers all day and our phones are near us. They're pinging and binging and ringing. Then we have all the sounds of our home, microwaves, binging, uh, you know, if we use it or, and then the, all the electronics in our house and the AC running, and then you have the TVs or the radios constantly on a lot of times. And then you just have people that you're around talking in the cars, they're busy, they're honking. So it's a lot. And one reason why we may sometimes not feel grounded in our life or refreshed or renewed is because we aren't making time or space to get quiet to be still, and to learn to love that time of solitude. Because that time of quiet and slowing down in that time of solitude, it's for us to reset our thoughts and recenter ourselves. But even more importantly, it's time for us to hear 
what God has to to tell us or to, you know, to whisper to us or to kind of put on our hearts. It's time for us to spend time with God. And so it's so important. And so I have a couple things to share with you today. I'm going to share a quote from a book that just talks about this idea and it's just so lovely. And then I'm going to later share scripture with you or two about solitude or well, really about Jesus going into the wilderness to make time or spend time uh, with God. And then I'm going to give you a couple things to think about in your own life for how you can create more pockets of quiet and solitude. Okay, so that's what we're going to go into a little more detail today. Okay, so what I wanted to share with you today is an excerpt from the book, At Home in This Life. It's by Jerusalem Jackson Greer. And I actually haven't picked up this book in a while. Some of it, she's a beautiful writer. You know, some of it I really enjoy in her book and, you know, other parts of it, it doesn't connect with me as much, but there's no question when, when I find a passage that she wrote, it's just so lovely. And I wanted to share it about this. Okay. So for the first thing she shares is that she literally became physically um, impacted, right? Her body was being harmed, physical pain she was experiencing from the constant noise, right? The constant clutter of the noise in her life that there was never quiet and it was constantly going and moving. And so this is what she says about that. So you see, I was never alone, not really. And it certainly was never really quiet. No matter where I was at home, in the car, at work, in the yard, everywhere I went, there was noise, some of it loud and some of it soft, but all of it there under the strain of constant activity in a cacophony of sounds and vibrations, my body began to break down. Headaches, stomach aches, fuzzy brain, as I call it, anxiety attacks, and deep tissue muscle pain. I was exhausted all the time. My immune system was shot, and I felt as sore as if I had lugged an elephant on my back every day. Were there many, while there were many contributing other factors, I can say with all certainty that the constant influx of noise was a core issue. And so I love that she talks about this, and she's, she then goes on to talk about solitude and why she started to desire it. And here's what she says, but I knew my soul ache need for quietude was deeper and more dire than could be answered by adjusting my social media intake. When anyone starts creating pockets of silence in their life, they begin by being silent. I knew I was going to have to be intentional, intentional about creating silent space in my life. And then she goes on a little bit later to say, the practice of silence is an ancient one found throughout scripture and in the disciplines of the early church mothers and fathers who fled to the desert in order to hear God within. And yet our busy busy modern lives and most of our busy modern faith practices are filled with noise from the nonstop humming of our refrigerator to the rock and roll shows on many church stages to the rapid fire discourse on Twitter. Our lives are filled with so much clattering. They say, you know, you have found the right person to spend the rest of your life with when you find the one that you can sit in sit in comfortably, comfortable in science, silence with, and yet we avoid sitting in silence with Christ or with ourselves. How will we ever hear our own heartbeats, let alone the heartbeat of God within us, if all is noise, if all is rushing and panic and shouting, if all is running directly away from the very thing that should be most natural? How can we find places of hushed peace within if we never visit? Oh, and oh my goodness. I just thought that that's so beautiful. And I think it really hits to the heart of the issue. One is that we live in these busy, loud lives. And two, 
we have become accustomed to being uncomfortable being by ourselves. We have become uncomfortable being in the quiet with nothing to do, nothing in our hand, nothing to watch to entertain us. Like she said, even our churches, so many of them entertain us. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we've got to find these pockets of space that allow us to have some quiet in our lives. We have to find time to spend with God where there's no other distraction or noise and there's no other way that we can hear anything but our own heartbeat and God's. So I think that's just so beautiful. And I want to give you four simple ideas or things to think about when you're trying to add in more time and place for solitude and quiet. Okay. So the first thing that I'll share before that is This may be very uncomfortable for you if you're not already, if you don't already have a practice of solitude or of being uh, in the quiet. Now, a lot of us may look, uh, read the Bible or do a devotional and it's quiet, meaning the only thing we're doing is that uh, reading or studying or praying. And that's very good. And it's very, it's close to solitude and quiet. But I think we also need time where we're not just trying to achieve something, meaning that we're trying to read a scripture or get through a devotional. We need time then in the quiet to allow God to speak, to process what we just read. So we also need something beyond that, I believe. Okay. And so, but if it's uncomfortable and you've not done this before, start out simply and small. Try to have five minutes of quiet in solitude. Okay, so here's four things that you can consider trying to apply to your own life to add in more space for solitude and quiet. The first is, can you create or do you have a quiet corner or a desk or a chair in your house where you can designate that your quiet space, your chair or desk of solitude? And of course, you could do your other, you know, reading there or time and devotional there. But make sure that you also designate it as your space where you don't clutter it up and it's it stays clean and clear of any other distractions. Your phone doesn't get put on that chair or desk, but create a quiet space for this practice. So that's my first suggestion. If you don't have a space like that, maybe even grab a, you know, maybe they call them like a yoga pillow, you know, or, or that sort of thing. I guess it's a meditation pillow. Go grab something like that or even a special blanket and just have it at the ready so that you can put it down somewhere in a room that's, you know, pretty cleared and opened for you to have this quiet time. But I think it's just something that it's a visual cue to us and it's a visual reminder to practice this um, habit of solitude and quiet. So that's the first thing that I would recommend if, if you don't already have a place or space like this or a visual cue. The second is, can we set boundaries in our days, in our schedule, so that we have a little bit of this quiet time? Meaning, are we binge watching on Netflix every night till 11? And and look, I've admitted it before. I absolutely, you know, some nights I'm sitting with my husband and we finally sit down and we'll watch a show or two. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. What I'm saying is, Is that the time that you need to go and have uh, 30 minutes of quiet time or, or maybe longer? Maybe it's before dinner. 
Maybe it's first thing in the morning before everyone else gets up in your home. But my point is, can you set a new boundary that allows you a little time to have the quiet and solitude where you're going to leave your phone set aside in the other room? You're going to leave the TV off. You're going to make sure the kids are taken care of or that you've told your spouse you're going to have a little bit of time, you know, quiet time. So I think we need to set us some boundaries. So my uh, advice would be pick one new boundary that you're going to set. That's something that you could do and then write down the, you know, what it is, like, what do you want to do different? Make it simple, make it small so that you can, you can do it at least try to do it for 30 days and see how it works. Are you able to add in this practice of having more quiet time and time with God when you don't have any distractions? The next is try scheduling in this time. So for instance, you might say, uh-uh, I don't have a, I don't have a hot second where I can, I can add in more time, uh, you know, this type of time. Okay. Well, if that's the case, or at least that's what it looks like at this point until you're able to do more of it, schedule it in. Maybe it's 15 minutes on your lunch break that you can get outside and you can just sit on a bench and you can have that quiet time. Maybe for you, it's on the commute to work. Maybe it's on your walk. And what do I mean by that? A lot of times I'll listen to music or I'll listen to a podcast on my walks or I'll walk with girlfriends. But sometimes I know deep down in my soul, I need quiet. Probably because I've been doing a lot of busy work all morning. Maybe I've been doing a podcast or an interview, but I've had a lot of noise, a lot of distraction. Maybe I've read headlines and read books. In those days, I might even have had my phone with me because I plan to listen to a podcast. I turn it off. I take my earbud out and I just start paying attention to nature. I start asking God, you know, a question. I start reflecting on, you know, what I'm noticing, what I'm seeing, what I think maybe, you know, God's trying to tell or show me in that walk or in that morning. And so schedule it and be intentional about it because the honest truth is our day will get away from us and it will feel like our day controlled us if we don't control our day. And so you need to schedule it in or be intentional for when you're going to have this time. And then I think another important thing for, for most of us, if we're not somebody that's already, that doesn't already have a pretty set practice of quiet and solitude is to push pause more often. And that does kind of connect to what I just told you, which is on my walk, sometimes I will, instead of doing something, instead of listening to something, I listen instead for God's voice and God's movement in what I'm noticing on my walk or in my thoughts. And so the pushing pause is, um, it's, it's really about these three things coming together, scheduling it in and setting boundaries, having places that we're able to have quiet and and a space for God and a space for quieting our thoughts. But it's pressing pause on life. It's pressing pause on doing so much in our schedules that we we literally put our time with God at the bottom of the list. And look, I love seeing my friends and going grabbing dinner with my husband. You know, sometimes a game night with the kids. Last night we had a, a big family gathering from one of my son's birthdays. So we stay busy just like in the next family. But I try to make time for quiet. I'm not perfect and I definitely don't always do it every single day. 
And, uh, you know, it's still a work in progress for me as well, but I think it's so important. And, you know, I think it's this time that we make with God that will allow us to hear him more regularly and more clearly what he's trying to have us notice or speak to us or put upon our hearts. And so those are the things that I just want to encourage you in your own life to think about. And I do want to share scripture with you real quick on this idea. And it's, and here's the uh, scripture I want to share with you. The first one is, it's Matthew 6, 6. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I think that one's just so lovely and I like that visual. And then the other one that I wanted to share with you is, uh, and like I said, there's lots of um, scripture in the New Testament that talks about Jesus um, stepping away, right? Having time by himself, not with all the crowds, you know, in, that he has time with God and he has time for prayer. So one of those is Luke 5, 16, which, which is short and says, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And there's other scripture that talks about that he spent the entire night there, right? Or of course, there's the time where the devil tempted him and he spent 40 days uh, in the wilderness. And so, you know, this is what I'm saying is we need to make time. Let's look to Jesus's example that, uh, you know, even he was showing us that we need this time. We need to have time alone. We need to have time alone so that we can be with God. And so that's it. I just want to encourage you in this way. And, you know, this is definitely a practice that I'm going to try to apply more of it in my life, in my daily spiritual practices. And so if you have uh, any great tips or ideas, I'd love to hear them on this taking time for uh, solitude and quiet, or obviously any other spiritual practices that have really helped you grow in your faith and deepen your relationship with, with God. Until next time, have a great and wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the show. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you could take a minute to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast because it helps our show get discovered by more people. And if you'd like to be encouraged in your faith and in your life, go on to kristenfitch.com and sign up to get my newsletter. I have lots of freebies and lots of inspiration and encouragement that'll be coming your way. And I would love it if you joined part of our community. 